Welcome to Four Sheets to the Wind. We've got a special episode for you guys. Uh, it's just me and uh, Connor Cheesy Thomas today. How we doing? We, little, we're uh, missing a couple. Little pick and roll action. Pick and roll, I like it. Two-man game. So basically, I guess this is a, a new era of the podcast, you know? <laughs> Trying something new here. Brave new frontiers. Leaving, leaving some men behind. So basically, we're just going to cover, uh, we're not going to do our usual format, we're just going to cover uh, four topics today and see where it goes. We're going to start out with the PGA Championship, pretty fun day of golf today for sure, uh, move on to an EPL preview, talk, first weekend of the Premier League was this weekend, so talk about what we saw this weekend and what we think is going to happen this season, move on to Travis's New album, been out for a week, Astro World. And then finish off with our favorite TV show of the summer, Succession, wrapping up last weekend. You ready to go, Connor? Fantastic. Four things I'd love to uh, dive into. Like like Don trying to regain his life in a, in a pool. We're diving in. <laughs> diving in. I like it. <laughs> Perfect. All right, so to start us off, we'll, uh, we'll tear into the PGA Championship. I got to say, this is probably the most fun day of golf that I can remember in years. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I think it's probably the most fun day of, like, golf that I've, like, ever, like, paid attention to most of the day for. Yeah. I don't know if I could come up with a better one than this. I mean, honestly, the like, last I'm time. I'm sure there was days in, like, the main Tiger era, but I, w- I wasn't, like, sitting there, like, watching like literally just watching golf during that I'd see some of it and see the highlights. I mean, it, but I was locked in all day. It's a shame that we were like to see how like into it I was and all my friends were. It's a shame that we weren't really like of age for the, the true tiger era. Oh yeah. Honestly, the last time tiger won a major was the, uh, the 08 um, playoff versus Rocco media. Yeah. And I remember being in eighth grade and I think it, if I were correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it that on like a playoff on a Monday? Yeah, but we didn't. I didn't even get to watch that. But I remember, less, like li- coming back from school that Monday and listening to like the end of it on the radio or something. Mm-hmm. But if we to be like to experience what we experienced today and to see Tiger rip off to come so close was just exhilarating. I mean, I oh yeah, you know, I, I literally didn't do anything this weekend other than I watched like twelve hours of golf the last two days, and it was just electric. Like, so basically, for anyone that didn't end up watching today uh brooks kepka had a two shot two stroke lead going into the final day yeah it sounds right like, what was it like nine, 11 under 11 under to nine under i think was where it started today so him and adam scott were the first pairing and they they were two of the guys were competing tiger Went two under on the front nine, didn't hit a fairway in the front nine, and then just turned it on at 10. 10 through, what, 15 or 16? Mm-hmm. What nice little tear there. Almost an yeah. inverse of his performance yesterday. He, he was so much better on the front nine and then really kind of crappy on the back nine yesterday. Yeah, and you kind of felt that it was just building. And, I, and like watching Twitter, everyone just felt that Tiger was going to at least get to the lead. Uh, but it didn't end up happening. Tiger had a disastrous uh, 
disastrous drive on 17. You knew, it was ended, over, you knew it was over after that. Yeah, he ended up doing pretty well on the rest of the hole, ended up powering it out. And then he, did, he birdied 18, is that right? Birdied 18, big fist pump. And then Brooks Kepka during that time, basically 15 through 18, just took over. Ended up powering 18, but just absolutely took a stranglehold on those last three, four holes. So let's start, let's start with Kepka because we're obviously going to want to talk about Tiger mostly. So Connor, you're saying that Ke- yeah, go ahead, Connor. You say it. So on our, I think this was a pod a few months back after following Kepka's um, second major win, his, his second U.S. Open. I argued that this guy could be good for golf. Good looking dude, big guy, dating an Instagram model, Florida State guy, very cool school, as discussed in uh, on last week's. Last episode, and uh, <laughs> like I think Kepka's a, a star now. Honestly, he's a top certified top three, top five golfer. He's got three majors. It, I, I did a little research on this following his win today. You'd be surprised how, how few guys have more than two like majors that are even playing today. Oh yeah, like of of active players, I think it's literally with three or more. It's Tiger and Phil at the top. And then it's Rory and Spieth. I'm not sure if there's anyone else who has more than two. Well, we can we can fact check that, but uh, that, 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 that's what I saw when doing my research. Like that's a very pretty exclusive club. To right. be in. So I was uh, I was on the who cares about Kepka train, and I, I'll admit I'll admit I was wrong about that. I'm I, I would just after even as Tiger, I was rooting against him, but. Until Tiger had that disastrous seventeen, but even during that, like he was just so cool under pressure and just smashing those drives. His drive on seventeen was fucking awesome. Yep. And then, and then, what really sold me was when the commentators were like, on when he had a two shot lead on eighteen, mm-hmm. and the commentators were like, "Oh, he's probably he could even go iron here. He's gonna go three wood." And he just pulls the driver and rips it. <laughs> I love that. That was awesome. They were like, oh, he's probably not going driver here. He'll probably go three. Go he could even be conservative and go his driving irons. But he just ripped another drive. <laughs> that was a big dog move. Only only thing is weird that he when he uh, putted out before Scott finished. It was a weird move. I don't know why he did that. <laughs> Didn't get the roar of the crowd after when you make the final putt. Yeah, that is a little strange. He's like, he got like a literal. He got a roar, but not as big as like the final putt of the tournament. And then Scott finishes, and it's like, oh, okay. All right, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> kept a win. <laughs> not a flair for the dramatic Brooks, but uh, that was that was honestly a ballsy performance to go like head to head with your hero. Like he, I think he said after the tournament that like he grew up like like everyone in this generation. He grew up looking up to Tiger as well as Adam Scott, which is. Kind of more random, but kind of cool that he was. Those are his two guys he looked up to. He said and he's literally going like toe to toe with those guys. You can't look at that's a that's a minus. You can't look up to a guy with a long putter. Agreed. Let alone let alone an Australian. No offense. I'm okay against the Australians. Yeah, I like Australia as much as the next guy. I think the, the country most similar to America. However, if you're talking golfers, you got you got sick of the Americans. With that said. I was rooting for Tiger the whole day, obviously, like everybody. But 
if it wasn't gonna be Tiger, I wanted it to be Kepka today. Like I worst case scenario would I think would be like Adam Scott or like Thomas Peters winning. Thomas Peters made a run. Justin Thomas. I wouldn't mind Justin Thomas getting another getting another two in a row. I wouldn't I cool with Justin Thomas also. But he he he, he looked hot and then he kinda of faded. No, I, the, there's a I think it was seven. Was, was it yeah, it was early in the round where it felt like it was gonna be JT's day off. That's what I was thinking initially, and then he had a pretty bad uh where was Yeah, it? somewhere he, in the middle of the back nine he posted a seven. So but yeah, I'm in on Kepka now. I'm with you, Connor. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm looking just looking at the leaderboard right now. Like other than Spieth, of the young guys, I think Kepka's the man. Like Kepka, Thomas, and uh, and Spieth, I'd say. Oh yeah. So all right, so let's get to Tiger because that's what everyone wants to hear about Tiger. That's all that matters, really. So, I mean, what's crazy is that if Tiger doesn't miss those two putts that were just absolute heartbreakers. The one he had one putt that was literally half a quarter a inch. Yeah, yeah, half rotation. Could not be closer. And then he had another putt from like what what was it, like seventeen feet out? It was on a perfect line and it just lips out. So if he hits those, he's Tyler Kepka, which yeah. Kepka probably cares more on eighteen about yeah, it's one, there, those, but. it's one of those the butterfly effect. If if you change that, then Kepka maybe changes his approach, also. But still, like to be that close. Is but just if Tiger, easy. but then you think if Tiger hits those, then he has a share of the lead at one point, mm-hmm. and then you got Tiger with the share of the lead going with like three holes left. Yeah, but man, that was that was just awesome. I watched, uh, I think hole seven of Tiger's on. And he just he gutted out that front nine. I watched the highlights of his front nine. He just gutted out that front nine minus two, and then went on that tear. It was just so fun. Oh, it was incredible. The way the comparison I had for it was actually, if you remember, if you recall the Super Bowl where uh, Brady was like driving down, and it felt like he was going to win, and then he just just came came up short. Yeah, and the comeback. It was like that for an entire day, like watching someone like just gut out a comeback and then come up a little bit short. Yeah, and it just that streak on the back nine just had everything. Tiger, the club twirls, the fist pumps. Yep, just everything that old Tiger, when he was at his height, would be doing, and he was just doing it. Oh man, did this? I don't know. Did this feel like this was the day that he was going to get his one more? Do you think, still think he's got one more in him? I mean, I think he's got one. I think he's got one more in him. I mean, I'll, he played. He played as good as anyone today. Yeah. Nah, I'll still say he's got one more, in, but God, it really did feel like today was going to be the day. Yeah. It just like it was building up, and it just seemed almost inevitable at one point. Even though he was still, he never got a share of the lead. But man, it was, it was so fun. I mean, it, do you think there's any comparison in sports to Tiger? Hmm. The effect that he has on the sport, like a singular, a singular person, like the, the like what's him the being in contention, like doubled ratings today. I'm sure. <laughs> there's some, there's some, you know, Brian Curtis, the uh, the ringer guy. He has, mm-hmm. he has a joke about how like it's 
bizarre how like people are always talking about like CBS executives when, when watching these sports events, like what they're thinking about. Oh, <laughs> and they're just like, please, Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> stay in the hunt. Yeah. But, I mean, I, no, I don't really think there's any other – People, people were people. talking about this on Twitter, and the only thing I saw, which I, we wouldn't have firsthand experience, was uh, was Tyson at his in his prime, mm. which I could see. But it, bo- but I thought boxing didn't fall off as like maybe it did. I mean, did boxing? I think fall it, I think it already fallen off a decent amount, and then you just have this heavyweight that's just tearing people apart. I feel like Tyson prime time. I don't think it's the same amount as Tiger, but. Hmm. I think but, but that's pretty popular like regardless i mean it's not tiger popular but like i yeah. think it, i think tiger made it as popular as it is also yeah well i guess it's kind of like bo- boxing was you could argue was on the decline when tyson showed up but it was still like i think boxing was still pretty popular and then it kind of came crashing down in like the 90s once when tyson i don't know away. but that's the yeah remember that's the pay-per-view boxing era Mm. at that point so you have to you're having to pay to watch this fight or go to a bar to watch this fight so it's not like ollie and listening back then where it's on like abc or whatever channels they were on was i guess was that, is that what channel boxing was on was just big three nbc maybe yeah wow. back then it was, i th- think it was it was just, I mean, there's no pay-per-view. You just have, yeah. there's literally just. <laughs> there's only three channels. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was one of the big three that the fights were on. <laughs> Fair enough. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think any sport. I, oh, there's one comparison you can make would be when Jordan left the NBA. The NBA was, had a little bit of a vacuum those couple of years immediately following. I think there's definitely like a yeah. concern about the decline in ratings. Like even then, you had you had the Shaq and Kobe Lakers immediately following Jordan's second three peat, but I think there were some concerns about the yeah, and it's of, a little different than basketball where it's like you have games every night. The finals, I guess, is a comparison, but like a ma- a major, especially, but any tournament that Tiger's in is just gonna or any yeah any tournament on the PGA, like they've got the what the what do they call the championship now? Uh. Oh, the FedEx Cup. FedEx. Like, I'm sure if he's in the hunt to compete for the FedEx Cup, ratings will be significantly higher. Mm-hmm. Nah, I got to agree with that. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think Tiger will get another one. Yeah, if I was making a – honestly, th- two or three years ago, I would have said no. I probably yeah. said, like, he's, it's probably not going to happen for him, but he's been playing the last – Couple I mean, of tournaments or so. Last three yeah. tournaments, he's been playing as well as anybody. I mean, he's yeah. Like, the last majors. two masters, he or not masters, uh, majors. Majors. He's competing at the share of the lead in one on Sunday, and this one he got damn close. Yeah, Ozzy, this one felt more. I think this one felt closer than than the uh, than the Open, even. Yeah. Well, even though he, didn't I wasn't have- as into it just because I think a lot of it just the time the time difference. <laughs> <laughs> True. Like I was like paying attention to it, but I missed a lot of the round on of the Sunday at at the Open, and you just you're just sitting there in the morning making breakfast and stuff. Where like 
I had everything done in my day and I'm just this locked is, yeah. into this the PGA one's my championship. Day. Yeah. No, that was that was honestly fantastic. That was very enjoyable and I guess Kepka winning is probably the second best scenario we could hope for realistically. I mean Speed ended up minus eight in uh in twelfth place. Yeah. I guess for, for golf moving forward, like obviously we want Tiger to get one more. But like in terms of the future, I think the best case scenario would be having guys like Spieth and honestly at this point, if Kepka keeps ripping him off, he's probably in that same group. Like I think what the sport needs is a few guys to just like to consistently be winning majors. Almost like what I tennis. Mean, I mean, has. It, it's kind of yeah, consistently be winning majors. I guess like the, is something, but I mean, worst you got, case is you got a pretty solid group of young guys right now. No, I agree, but we just need those guys to keep winning. Like worst case scenario is you just have is like random guys just keep winning. Like I think there was some stretch where like a a brand new guy had won the last or like a large amount of the last couple few majors. You know? Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like just one off, like older guys winning is not good for the sport. I don't think you need like yeah you young multiple guys stars to win consistently. Like yeah, that that's what you need. But it's kind of crazy because it's just there's just no way it becomes Tiger. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're saying, like oh, that's what the sport needs for its future. But it's like that's still just not going to move the needle like ti- Tiger does. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the only like, the only way I guess watching it, like I'll be into that, but I think other like other fans that are kind of like us that are kind of just casual fans probably won't be as into it. It's, I don't know if someone like if Speed got up to like seven or eight, I feel like it could get. It's always it's never going to be what Tiger was. Like that's probably a. I gotta imagine Tiger's a once in a lifetime sort of. Like oh yeah, golfer. I think Spieth kind of already ruined his chance to be Tiger with his propensity to choke. <laughs> you know, <laughs> honestly, oh. like, like that. Is honestly, yeah, it's crazy to think of like a guy that young, but any that, chance to like get up to that pantheon? I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm still not labeling Spieth a choker. Uh, no, I'm not labeling him a choker, but. He's, yeah, he's not. I don't want to label him a choker, but he did choke in a couple major tournaments. Yeah, when he had the chance to win, and that's just something you could never imagine Tiger doing. That's true, especially I mean, back back then. Yeah, I mean, maybe he doesn't become. Obviously, hardly anyone's ever. It's hard no, to imagine no, 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 but, but if there was any shot, yeah, people would have said there was never going to be another Jordan. True. So, I don't know. We'll see if we got another uh, uh, 200, 250 days now till uh, till Augusta. Augusta, yeah. Here's open Tiger. Tiger stays healthy. Doesn't doesn't go off the deep end again or anything like that in terms of injuries or uh, personal life. And he can play all of next season. Four more cracks in a major. Oh, yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, Premier League preview. Let's do it. So, go ahead, Connor. It's the first week of uh, EPL competition. Start kicked off this Friday with a little uh, menu, Leicester City, followed by a full slate on uh, Saturday, and then a few games today, concluding with uh, Rick's squad, Man City, 
besting uh, Arsenal, the Gunners, um, 2-0. How how what did you think of Chelsea, Connor? Um, I just saw the highlights, so I didn't really see how they played. Honestly, we, I think we're a little sloppy, but I don't think like the three zero the three zero score didn't really indicate how well we we played or, or didn't play. But we'll we'll definitely take it. I think Huddersfield Town is probably a bottom five squad, so we took care of business against them. But we're definitely going to get some time, I think, to transition in into this new uh, system. This uh, this Maurizio Sarri guys. Literally, like the polar opposite in terms of uh, like scheme than uh, than Antonio Conte, the guy he replaced. So definitely gonna need some time to transition. Yeah. We don't really have the right players. It sounds like for the style he wants to play, but I mean we have talent. Just being a one of the richest squads in the world, we we have talented guys. So I think you have to make it work. And I then, mean, I feel like they've got enough guys. I don't know, maybe on like the wings. I, I think it has to do with like the like the style of player we have. Like we have a lot of like physical like guys. And I think that's sorry. Cause you got, like a, you got, uh, Jorginho is the big signing who's Sari's guy. So yeah, he fits that's, in the that's system. Huge. That's huge. Ha- Hazard's going to fit in any system. It was weird. Hazard didn't start, uh, today or yesterday, which I was a little concerned about. I don't, I haven't heard a good reason could, why. It's probably just rest. Yeah. I guess De that's didn't play until the second half. Most of almost all the World Cup guys in City either didn't play or played, or the guys that went far in the World Cup, England, Belgium, didn't play or played like uh didn't play the whole game. So I think that's probably just what it is. Fair enough. I did see some report that that Real is still chasing a uh, Hazard, which would just be disastrous considering the uh, the EPL transfer window is now closed. But I. I, I like, I'm pretty confident we're going to be able to retain him. Yeah, I mean, to I mean to lose Courtois already was is going to be pretty tough to stomach. That's it. That's the dumb thing about this new uh, transfer window <laughs> that the Premier League passed. The Premier well, League can't buy play, can't buy players now. They could just get their players poached by other teams. <laughs> I don't understand it honestly. It was like a vote last year that they had in. I think like. City, United, and one other squad were the only teams that voted against it. So uh, the th- the two of the richest squads, probably the, th- the three of the richest squads were against it. Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing it's somewhat to avoid like a team gets a, a big squad, big six squad gets an injury and they come after one of the players from the – other. Bottom fourteen, yeah, the bottom fourteen. <laughs> so I'm guessing that had a lot to do with it. Yeah, I guess it makes but sense. But who cares? Who cares about the bottom fourteen teams? <laughs> <laughs> on a more on a more macro perspective, it, it seems like all the I've read a few like uh, like EPL previews. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's definitely the way the league is going. Is like a the separation between like the haves and the have-nots, the top six, and then the bottom fourteen. It seems to be wide as ever. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just kind of always been a thing, but yeah, I think it's widening because like the those the, there's so much money to just stay in the Premier League. All those bottom fourteen teams want to do is not be in the bottom three. You could ju- these owners can just buy players to stay somewhat relevant, stay in that middle middle part of the uh, table. 
Yeah, and the league is printing money now. This new uh, this new co- TV contract, I think it was like three point two billion or something. Oh, yeah. So yeah, as long as you, that's a good point. As long as you stay out of the uh, relegation zone. So all the top six won today, other than Arsenal. They lost to City, so that was the only top six top six game. Which yeah. Arsenal didn't look terrible. They had some bad spells, but City didn't look that great either. Yeah. I think Which it's just Arsenal, the Arsenal's the same thing where you got you had a manager for so long, you gotta change your way of play. Yeah, and, it'll be I think part of the, the early season will be colored just by like it's been just very compressed off season with the with the World Cup and then the coming like immediately into the season. So I think we'll see teams kind of get to maybe a little bit of a slow start and then get their legs underneath them a couple weeks in. Mm-hmm. So what 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 is who do you think wins the league, Connor? I gotta go Man City. I gotta go with the uh the betting favorite again. Yeah. I mean I'll go with City like- again. Liverpool got a lot better though. I'm honestly a little Liverpool is literally the only team that bested City as like a kind of a season long series probably. And Yeah, but I picked Liverpool to finish second. Um Let's see. So if them they're one and two, I'd probably say I'll go I'll go Tottenham for third place. Yeah, Tottenham's interesting. They didn't do anything, but they've got like such a system in place, and they've got all those good young players. So it seems like that'll help them in the especially in the start of the season. With given how much kind of the uh, the change undergoing at Chelsea and Arsenal. Yeah. And then I'll I'll pick Chelsea for fourth. Oh, United out of the out of the top five. Uh or out of top four. Sorry, top not four. Top. Yeah, I, mean, I think I, I don't know. I can see Mourinho wearing him down a little bit. It's, it's year three of Mourinho. Yeah, wearing a little thin. He's starting to come do this kind of classic. Start complaining about a uh, lack of players they did or didn't get at the transfer window, stuff like that. I'll oh, say yeah. I'll say Manny doesn't make it in the uh, in the top four this year. What about you? What's your what's your top looking like? So yeah, I'll say City, Liverpool. I might go Chelsea three. Hey, Ma- mainly because I think uh, Sarri's uh, Pep Guardiola's favorite manager in the world, besides himself. <laughs> <laughs> he is very complimentary of the uh, super complimentary. I remember when they were playing Napoli last year in the Champions League. Just every interview, he was just like raving about how good Sarri's tactics are. <laughs> and, I'm excited. I mean, uh, people say Napoli was one of the most fun teams in the world the last few years. They nearly took down Juventus, who's been, I think, it's set. They've won seven titles in a row there. Yeah. So I gotta say, like, I, I would have been fine bringing Conti back. Personally, I mean, he was there for two seasons. We won a title and then got like what? Where did Chelsea finish last year? Like fourth or something? Fourth, right? Third or fourth? I don't remember the table. City was too far. I had to look back. <laughs> oh, but by by any measure of success, like that's a good two years. Mm-hmm. And he's we've now hired our eleventh manager in fifteen seasons. That's that's borderline insane. But in terms of replacement, I guess the sorry guy seems like a pretty pretty good guy. 
Why do you think that is in, in uh, soccer? That like you, managers don't go more than like four years, mm-hmm. and even less in <laughs> Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea is fucking half that. But, but really in general, know. like it's pretty unheard of for a manager to go more than five years. Hmm. I don't. I honestly don't know. Like you don't. I don't have an explanation. I mean, is it? I think is hockey kind of like that. It's like hockey. Ma- God, no clue. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that was four sheets on hockey. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe it's just—is it like the passionate Europeans, like these Italian and Spaniards? They just—I think like, I think part of it's just a lot of like personalities in soccer, and like to be a good team, you need depth. So that means having like players that would be starting at ninety percent of the clubs in the world on the bench and not getting playing time. So you get eventually rub people the wrong way, especially when things start going wrong. Yeah. You have your favorites. Yeah. So that could be part of it, but I honestly don't know why that is. That's a good question. Honestly, I guess it just wears people down, but why? I mean, you could say the same argument for any sport. I mean, maybe the fact it's like a nearly a 12 month sport has something to do with it, but yeah. In professional sports nowadays, what sport isn't 12 months out of the year? <laughs> we do not endorse ESPN on this podcast. <laughs> All right. I think anything else on the Premier League? Uh, I'm glad it's back. Oh, very, very happy right. it's back. Got a big uh, big Chelsea Arsenal little, uh, little derby action next Saturday. That'll be that good. should be fun. Is that Saturday? What is that? Saturday? I think yeah, I think it's late. It's 11.30 Eastern. Nice. I'll definitely yeah, watch that. that. Must be fun. Uh, yeah, as, as into soccer as I've, as I've ever been coming off this this, uh, this World Cup action, I got, I think I'd say I'm at the point where it's like if it's any any top six matchup, like th- throw that on. I'm, it's, that's good. That's good action. Oh, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad it's back now because I've been like fiending for sports sports to watch on the weekends lately oh yeah it's been, so it's been it's a, rough. it'll be a little holdover until football yep only what are we three weeks out from uh from college football yep the uh we see the light at the end of the tunnel oh yeah all right transitioning uh into our non-sports sheets we're gonna dive into uh a little bit of music a little bit of tv you want to start with astro world or uh, succession. Let's start out with Astro World. So, for those that aren't uh, are informed, Astro World is uh, one of our favorite artists, Travis Scott's latest effort, his, his third studio album. Astro World was released uh, was it last Friday to widespread acclaim. Oh yeah, Rick. What were your uh, what were your thoughts given about ten days into listening to it? So on initial like listen, we listened to it a lot when we were all in Boston together. But that was we were smoking and joking the whole time, so we didn't get a really <laughs> dive good into listen it. to it. And on initial, like when I was like first listening, just kind of in the car and around working out, it just didn't really like stick out to me that much. I was a little disappointed, but I've been kind of going through it again this week. And that's maybe just the seventeenth song album. And there's definitely some songs mm-hmm. I really like a lot on it. So it's definitely growing on me. But I was a little disappointed. 
I still don't think it's to the level of Travis's previous two albums, honestly. What do you think? Ah, oh man. Okay, I'm I'm going out more on a limb than I expected to here. Yeah, it's a debate show, Connor. Bring bring your guns. <laughs> I I like I am utterly blown away. <laughs> like to be expected, some I'm the I'm probably the biggest uh, Travis Scott stan in this crew. Like he's your boy, my favorite you, you artist. Found him. I I. I I don't want to take too much credit for this, but I, I discovered him and I brought him into this world. So I, I love Connor, Travis Scott like a son. When we were in high school, Connor would play two Travis Scott songs nonstop. That this was we didn't really was think that pre, I was uh, that good at that time. This was literally pre Alfaro shit. This was uh, this was like pre mixtape Travis Scott. I, I first heard yeah, him on before a, uh, Al not even like Al Faro that much. <laughs> this was I discovered him on uh, on Cruel Summer, the good music uh, c- compilation album, Sin City, and I, I said, "This man is a star." And then here we are, five years late, was it five six years later, and he he just debuted number one on the uh, the Billboard charts. Yeah, he is definitely a star now. I, I like even like when he got like popular when like rodeo release like i would not have guessed that he would get to these heights honestly like, i think I say, it's like, like a celebrity that goes with it with the going out with the kardashian yeah, kardashian yep. but so, so you're all in I mean, I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to think of an album that's like this is my sound this might be a little uh <laughs> i can already hear, hear what you're gonna say <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, what am I going to say what am I going to say <laughs> it sounded like you were going to say I can't like think of like many albums that are better than this is this no, the question I was going to ask is this the best oh. album since is this the best album since Kanye's Dark Fantasy <laughs> okay so basically the same thing <laughs> like this so I, I think I think I like Rodeo better than this for sure I'm trying. That's why I've been debating. Like, do I like Rodeo better? Though? I definitely prefer this to Birds in the Trap. Oh, Birds in the Trap is, yeah. I I can see, I can see this growing on me where I like it better than Birds in the Trap. I I definitely put it over Birds in the Trap, but I'm debating is it better than Rodeo? So that, I guess is Rodeo the best album since Dark Fantasy? <laughs> you guys yourself that? I don't think so, but I can't <laughs> I can't name anything super quick off the top of my head. Yeah, there you go. I mean, like a few. I'm trying to think. I'm just going through my favorite artists or favorite. Let's, let's limit ourselves to rap, I suppose, for the sake of this argument. I'm not, I don't. I don't claim to be informed on anything other than in terms of modern music. Because like Frank Ocean, rap. fall into that. Yeah, yeah, I put Frank Ocean in that. Then uh, Frank Ocean probably has a better album than that. Blonde. Yeah. Hmm. I've listened to Blonde. I like, I like Blonde it, but, a lot. So, yeah, Blonde's good. All right, but topic at hand. I, I would say, like top to bottom, man. Like this, this album goes in so many different directions, and I, like, I think very few people would be able to pull up off an album this ambitious. It is ambitious. Like, I, think there's, I, 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 I haven't counted the features, but I think there's nearly a feature on every song. Like I think, and it, it, it works, even, you know. 
Yeah, here's one thing where I think I wasn't as blown away is I think Travis had such a freaking huge uh, influence on the rest of the industry where a lot more shit is just sounding like his shit, where his shit used to mm-hmm. sound super unique. I think I, I was thinking about that. Today. Right. That might be part of it where I just wasn't blown away by it at first. And that's just uh-huh. hearing more Travis. But I think like you hear a lot of like his is like uh, production influence in other places. Yeah, but I'm not, that's something you can necessarily hold against him. No, no, no. It's a good thing. I'm just saying that might oh, be okay, one of the okay. reasons. Yeah, I was blown away. Okay. I can see that. But honestly, I'm just going down the list like one through 17. There's a couple of songs in the in the middle, like I'd say, like skeletons, wake up, five percent tint. That little stretch, I'm I like five percent tint. That's a, that might be on the some of my favorites. But like literally every song, I enjoy. Like so I've, what, I've gone. So to what the, are your favorites? Well, the, I'd say the first three songs. I can't remember now. I'm starting this good. Like the first three songs just comes out so fucking amazing. Stargazing, I think, is one of the best opening songs. Like, pornography is... Goddamn. Pornography is a great opening song, but Stargazing is as good. Yeah, Stargazing is really good. Carousel's fantastic. The Frank Ocean feature. Frank Ocean's feature is good. Sicko Mode is maybe the... Sec- I'd say it's the second hardest song on the album. The four, the four beat changes are very ambitious. But- <laughs> yeah, I get confused when I'm like... I've been like trying to like follow which songs when I'm listening to it. Like if I'm at like the gym or something, mm-hmm. so I can't have to constantly like check if we're on like a new song <laughs> or something. I'm like, this is a beat change. I'm like, is this a new song or is this just a continuation? So I listened to we, we, uh, the first time I heard this, I was in Boston. And it's a Saturday morning. We're all violently hungover. I'm bumping this in the shower. I literally got through like songs one through three. I thought I listened to like seven songs. <laughs> yeah. Then let's see. All right, let's keep going down the list. R.I.P. Screw. He slows it down a little bit. A little, uh, little Sway Lee action. Love that. I was, I was whatever about R.I.P. Screw. I was initially, and then it definitely it grew on me pretty, pretty hard. All right, maybe it will. Um, song five, a little cutty action. Got to feel like that song's probably pretty clo- near and dear to uh, to Travis. Given he's I, a, I uh, like stop trying to be God. That's a wild. Uh, <laughs> wild James over the top Eddie video. And Stevie Wonder, just a wild trio to have on a song. I don't know who Philip <laughs> Bailey is. That's the other person. Shout out Philip <laughs> Bailey. Have you seen the uh, the video for it? <laughs> yeah, just, just <laughs> absurd, utterly absurd. <laughs> I was just cracking up at the start when the sheep saying the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I read some. There's some tweet that kind of tried to explain what was going behind it. I guess it's like. Travis tries to be God and then he's brought like he is God and then he's brought back down to being a sheep. That's like he's the sheep at the end where Kylie Jenner's holding the sheep. Oh, I thought that was his kid for sure. Oh, huh. That could be too. That could be too. Hmm. I don't know. All right. Maybe he Uh, can't be a God, but his child can be. I have no clue. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure anyone will ever understand what he was going for with that. It's definitely very artistic, I'm sure, but. I'm not sure I understand it. No bystanders next. I didn't even know Juice World was on this. 
He is, I think it's a, it's a pretty small part, but yeah, that's, that's a fun song. That song goes pretty hard. A song you can bump. Um, right. The next couple of songs kind of blend together for me. See, I thought 5% Tint was pretty good. The standout? Yeah. Love NC-17. NC-17 is uh, good. Your, your I like, Savage feature. Just a great, great 21 just great Savage in there. makes any song pretty great. <laughs> um, next one, Astro Thunder is whatever for me. It's a pretty short song. I heard, though, that Travis Scott said that it's one of his two favorite songs he's ever made, which I found kind of interesting. Can't even think of what the song is right now. <laughs> like I said, I'd keep, they all mix together right now because there's so many beat changes. Yosemite. Uh, I like Yosemite very, a lot. Yosemite's a great song. That's, that's that's a standout track, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say that's probably my favorite one. What? But what's annoying with that though is the the verse by Nav is absurdly quiet. <laughs> you notice that? I have not noticed that. But next time you listen to it, it sounds like it literally sounds like he fucking recorded it like two rooms over. <laughs> <laughs> like he fucking recorded over the phone. I swear to God. Um, can't Say, that's a good song. Any, any, uh, we don't have to go through the rest. Uh, any others in the rest of it that you thought were really, really good? Honestly, Who What my, is like... Who What was it, good. That's my, that's my go-to. Like, you know when, you're, when the first album first drops and it's the first song you play when you get in the car? It's a song you, you, you throw on full max and you pull up to it. That's what Who What is for me right now. I will say Astro World sounds good on the car speakers when you bump it, have the windows down. Oh, yeah. Good car oh, listening yeah. or album. Got that. You can say that a million times. And Butterfly Effect, I think, is kind of thrown on there for the uh, for the streaming purposes, and that's still a hit. It sounds honestly sounds better than it. It's a great as a standalone song, and the transition from Who What into Butterfly Effect is impeccable. All right. Um, um, needless to say, I give this album a ten out of ten. I'm enthralled. Yeah, I think it'll grow on me more the more I listen to it and pay attention to the songs and stuff like that. Um, damn, second biggest sales debut of 2018. Fuck, what was number one? Probably Drake. I'm sure. Actually, I'm. I'd bet a million dollars to Drake. Yeah, yeah. No, that's honestly pretty impressive though in a year where. Kanye released an album. Uh, what else? J. Cole, I think, had a pretty big release. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, I mean, he's, like, up there, like, with any of those guys now. Is, is Travis Scott – I think if, like, this album release he keeps going the way it's going, is he, like, maybe the number two after after Drake? After Drake. Like, we, we, love, we all love Kanye, obviously, but – it does feel like Kanye. This is like isn't really his era right now. In terms of like wide appeal, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Migos are huge, but this this felt a lot bigger to me than Culture Two did. Yeah. At least. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah, I think you can make an argument for it. I don't know if we're just missing someone dumb, like we're stupidly missing someone, but. Uh, future is pretty hot, but. I don't know if you just kind of Travis is more. Yeah, I'd say Travis is more mainstream appeal than Future. Um, who else are the kids listening to? People seem to love uh, J Cole, and I, I, I do not understand it. It doesn't appeal to me. Never, I've never even tried to get into him. 
<laughs> That's a good open-minded mindset. Right there. <laughs> I just don't understand it. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a big J. I don't think anyone in our crew is a big J. Cole fan. We'll, we'll leave it up to the listeners. Oh, we're forgetting about Kendrick. Kendrick's probably number two. Jeez, ah, I do. I'll be. I'm just gonna go on and say I do not really care for Kendrick. <laughs> I thought his last, I thought his last album was a lot better than uh, what was the Butterfly. Rip a Butterfly was just bewildering to me. <laughs> a world which I do not and probably will never understand. Yes. What was this? What was the more recent one? Um, oh, it's got the red cover. Damn, uh, damn, damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say Kendrick's probably still above him, but mm. I guess it depends what you're going for. The mainstream appeal versus like artistic, like the fucking. Well, I think the Kendrick just has both, though. I'm willing to bet mm. that Kendrick's damn probably had better first week sales than Travis Scott. What Travis pull up at? Do you know? I'll look up Kendrick right now. All right. Uh, let me see. I'll, I'll go out and say Travis had more. Just on a guess. Uh, so this has uh, 537,000 units sold. Uh, fuck. Kendrick, 603. Yeah. So. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it wasn't intentional either? Damn! So it, it actually it, they thought he was going to come out to between five thirty and five fifty, and ended up at six oh three. So I bested him by what nearly a hundred. I mean, being the top three is pretty great, <laughs> considering what his third album. Yeah. Well, no, that was that, Kendrick was twenty seventeen also. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm saying this is Travis Scott's third album ever. I guess oh, okay. I yeah, guess yeah, Kanye's yeah. biggest album was his third album, also. But graduation, yeah, I think it was mm-hmm. his biggest album. That sounds right. But if you're living up to Kanye, you know that's a pretty good place to be. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think he's definitely cemented himself as as Kanye's. If he hadn't already, as Kanye's biggest protege ever. Yeah. I mean, you could almost you could make the argument that Travis Scott is having the career that that people thought Kid Cudi was going to have. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just Travis Scott's just so fucking good at all aspects of it. I I just the produce like the producer rapper thing is like a I think a big thing of becoming like big early. Because if you're like, oh, if sure. you're like, Patrol like Travis was producing for all these huge guys, he's making these super sick beats, and then he's like starts making his own music. Mm-hmm. Like you can learn to figure out the rest of it. if you just have like hot beats, you can learn along the way to do the rest of that, which I think he has. I think it allows you to control your like, not I don't know if that's the right word, control your own destiny, but like. If, you're not like dependent on other people, you know. Oh yeah, like someone like um, I don't know, like Future or Thug, very talented rappers, but they're totally dependent on their uh, their, on production, their producers. Yeah, yeah. 
Whereas Travis Scott can literally control the entire thing himself. Like, yeah, and, and it's and, like making like a full piece of art, for, especially for like an album. Like that's probably the difference like him and Migos is like Migos can make great hits, like bigger hits than Travis probably, but putting together like a cohesive album, I feel like that's so much harder when you're like have different producers on every song and stuff like that, where Travis is going to have the ultimate say at the end of everything. That's a great point. I think that's a difference why like this being a, it's definitely something we're seeing in music. I think with, we discussed in the past, the, uh, the reason why these artists have these, these abnormally long albums is due to the, the new streaming formulas. Yeah. It encourages you to, to get those, those streams up and those plays up by just having longer, more uh, tracks on your, on your album. I'd mm-hmm. say this 17 song effort feels way less like of a, of a pain a to get through. A hodgepodge. Then I think, how, let's see, Scorpion was what, 20 songs? Let me double check that. Like that. This is 17 songs in 59 minutes. Is uh, Astro World. Okay, I guess Scorpion's actually a decent amount longer. It's twenty six in an hour thirty three. That's that's just too much, honestly. Like, it's a lot. There's there's probably there's I'm a pretty big Drake fan, and there's probably songs where I've only listened to less than five times still on Scorpion. Oh yeah, I, I I've been bumping a lot of Scorpion, like a, a lot of the songs on there, but I just have like a the ones I the like. Ones you like? Yeah, yeah, and then. For a compare another, this is another one. Migos is uh, culture too. Get this: twenty-four songs, an hour forty-five. Which Drake, Drake could get away with it. Something like that. <laughs> I just don't think Migos can get away. I didn't like culture too that much because of that. I like culture too, but it's just it's a lot to get through. Honestly, it definitely it definitely suffers. I think to some degree, it doesn't feel like a cohesive. Like one cohesive thought, whereas I really think Astroworld does feel like a cohesive piece of art. Yep. All right, let's move on to Succession. Yep. So sheet four. Uh, the gotta say the show of the summer. Succession really got to a little bit of a slow start. Some people said I was I was in on it from from night one. Just uh, on paper, very much appealed to me. A, a show about. Uh, Powerful family, corporate uh, corporate warfare, leverage buyouts, and it, it it blew me away. Yeah, so let's just talk about the finale first, and then we can talk about the season as a whole. So, what do you think of the finale? I thought they did a really good job. Uh, last two episodes, kind of getting away from the uh, the setting it was in in New York, moving things to London or the, to England for the wedding, and I, I just did not expect that. Uh, that twist at the end. A little, uh, little spoiler alert. We want to break the news here. If yeah, you spoiler seen it, alert. Been, if you haven't seen it, nearly you can turn weeks. it off now. We're going to talk about Succession the rest of the time. We've already got your listen. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We appreciate all our listeners. But uh, very, very Chappaquiddick turn to it, huh? Yeah, I was literally thinking Chappaquiddick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought... The finale, there was some really good parts, and then the end was really good. I thought it like it was a little slow in the middle, with just kind of Kendall just bumbling around. There's, really, I thought it was like there's a lot of really good high points in it, but as a whole, I I, I still liked it. I thought it was a good episode, but the whole 
middle part where Kendall's just bumming around till the car accident. The crash. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I just got. I've just been that. tired of just watching Kendall go off the deep end, and yeah. Kendall's probably my least favorite character. I thought he was going to be one oh, of my really? favorites. Oh wow! I am I am firmly firmly in the Kendall camp. What? Kendall's by far my favorite character. No way. I am serious as the You're day is long. Me. Are you kidding me? Kendall, yeah. when Kendall was such a bitch when he gave the paper to his dad, you can support that <laughs> action. Dude, he's the he's the number one boy. No, I'm I'm firmly team Kendall, dude. Yeah, so there's a, there's a great so, and yeah, the ending was really good. Uh, like, what do you feel about the ending? Like, do you think uh, do you think uh, what's what's the dad's first name? Logan. Logan. I I don't know why I was blaming that. Do you think Logan like did that out of any care for his son, or is that just purely a power move? Oh, that's purely a power move. I think if it was in Logan's best interest, he would have let Kendall yeah. burn for oh, sure. Yeah. No, I, don't, I don't disagree. You just he you firmly, just kind of wanted like a little bit of it. He has firmly put his his boot on Kendall's throat for the rest of his life, I'd say. And even uh, what's interesting, I think he secures this even if and when Logan passes with Marsha and the uh, Marsha's son being like in on it. Oh, I fucking hate Marsha. I hate her with a passion. She's maybe my least favorite character. Oh, for sure. For sure. But, but the, yeah, the ending where he's just like, where he's just trying to like act playing dumb and like, yeah. Then he has Marsha and her son leave the room. Oh man. Even though it's like super out there already. Oh, that was it was great. That was, that was great television. But Kendall, no, I mean, Kendall's such a bitch, though. <laughs> he's not a bitch, dude. He's just a, he's just a struggling addict. It, the addict thing has nothing to do with him stuttering, like giving the paper, the uh, takeover papers to his father. It's a it's a tough move. Like I thought that was like a really good scene. Like his father's just literally in like a shirt and boxers. Kendall's like all suited up. His father's like vulnerable, and Kendall just cannot, cannot fucking do it. Well, he does it, but not in like a way. Out of he way. talks such a big game. Fuck, fuck it. What is it? Fucking is or uh, business is my fucking or something. Yeah. Business. And is then my he just fucking. does not back it up. I'll I'll find a Bloomberg terminal for you to stick your dick in. That's what. That's probably a top ten line of the other show. I love that one. <clears throat> so who are your other favorite characters that if Kendall's your favorite which I think is absurd <laughs> uh, I mean I enjoy Roman for, for what his character is that was a, Roman, that was a great scene watching, what, watching it in the bathroom and then putting it back putting it back in the uh, in his jacket just and walking out and his hands and walking out of the bathroom was so funny <laughs> The interactions with Jerry also, like, it, 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 you could be manslaughter. <laughs> and then he learns that it's just a couple thumbs. <laughs> What's the line he says to Tom? It was like, who just lost an arm and a couple of thumbs? And then he points at himself with both his thumbs and says, this guy. <laughs> I was correct. 
That's one. That's one thing the show did amazingly well. I think is to mix out to be as funny as it was. Oh yeah. I mean, like Adam McKay is a comedy director, so I wasn't surprised, but I thought it was good I, mix. Yeah. Especially as it got going, I thought it was a little too much at the start of the season, but it mixed in super well. Also, Greg in the in the last episode was great too. <laughs> well, what was Kendall's line? Greg, Greg you Machiavellian fuck. <laughs> they did that so well because I've been like waiting for like Greg to like big Bums dog up. up about like what he knows yeah. and stuff like that and try to. But he just does it in the, still in just such an awkward Greg way. <laughs> like, it's definitely a big dog move, but it's just still awkward-ass Greg. What was, this, what was this line like? You should put me in a good position. Yeah, so uh, it's like something like, maybe I should be kept kept close in a good position or something like that. <laughs> no, Greg was definitely a highlight of the season. Anytime he's, like, speaking to, like, uh, like Logan, like, he adds, like, these little, like, like wait, I can't even explain it. Like how he adds like his words. Yeah, I don't know what you're you know talking what about. about? But... I can't explain it. I mean, well, he just but... has a weird, awkward way of talking to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Greg the egg. <laughs> no, he's definitely a highlight of the season. Um, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Tom telling uh telling Nate off. Oh, dude. That was it. I love I love that. Dude. The He's pouring the wine. This is my family's contribution. Don't make a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, I don't, that, uh, that that seems like a scenario that's not going to play out well for Tom. They're basically, is he basically no. agreeing to like to let Shiv have an open marriage? I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know the, where they ended up on that. Shiv's just so basically just said like. Up. Yeah, she was very fucked up. I think next season, we, I imagine, my prediction for next season, I think the uh, her Bernie Sanders guy is probably going to win the win the election and then she'll be, what, chief of staff or something? Yeah. I'm sure it'll Logical. be something like that. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting next season to see where they go from like a timeline perspective. You know, it will just yeah, be a couple days in the future. Right away, or is it like a year in the future? Which it could be if I kinda, like... He's like gets That's elected president, and then they have to deal with all this stuff. My guess is it's going to be pretty far in the future. Not pretty far, but like a year in the future, Kendall's going to be out of change somehow. Hopefully so good, yeah. that, that just annoyed me so much. How much they went into him, just like going off the deep end. Well, I mean, that's one of the central arcs of this season, I thought. I, I yeah, very much that's probably that my least favorite part. <laughs> There's just so well, much of it. Like, that's, where he's, that's where he's most comfortable. Like, you can see, like, that's where he wants to be, it seems like. Well, yeah. I thought those were the best. I thought that's where the show really caught its stride was when Kendall was, like, starting, like, gradually just losing it more and more. Like, the oh, peaks of the was- show, I'd say, would, were definitely, like, the... The one in the desert. The desert uh, one. The bachelor party. Frog. I think that was episode six and the frog was episode eight. Like that stretch yeah. was when it really felt like it reached a fever pitch. I think episode, episode three or four was like I wasn't sold on the show. And then one of those was just a super good episode. That just – because I thought it was word, kind of – Go ahead. 
I was gonna say you were the one where where Kendall tries to hold the no confidence vote. It felt like it picked up there a bit. Yeah, but there's one earlier than that where I was like the first time I was like, all right, I'm in on this show. I thought okay, the, okay. the show as a whole was a little bit uneven. Kind of through the season, it definitely picked up where it was like pretty consistent at the end. But yeah. But anyway, some people said I forward to season two. Oh hell yeah! I can't remember like the last time I I thoroughly enjoyed like a season one of a show that I watched like in real time as in much real as time. Like I, I guess in this Netflix era, it's kind of rare for to like to yeah be watch a show a as it goes on. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like I'm thinking of all my favorite shows: Mad Men, Sopranos. Like I watch those posthumously, yeah. like on Netflix or HBO. Yeah, I think. Westworld is the only one I can think of that I watch like week to week generally. Yeah, Westworld, that, and that that's the thing. I didn't even watch Westworld season two yet. Like I, I, I watched season one as it happened and enjoyed it, but I don't I have to get to see season two. Is it, is it worth watching? <laughs> I think it's still worth watching, but it's not as good as season one, I don't think. Ah, I hate to hear that. And you're not as <laughs> You just got to jump in, Connor. You got to be paying attention. You got locked in on it. <laughs> now, and now that succession's See, done, you can lock in on the Westworld season two. <laughs> I could do that. I mean, to be honest, with you, I'm actually I'm watching uh, I'm watching Bojack rewatching Bojack Horseman in anticipation of uh, season five dropping next month. Yeah, and I'm still finishing Billions, wrapping up Billions right now. Oh, I got to watch Billions. Once I finish, have you West- started it? Well. I don't know. Once I get bored of West Wing, I guess. I don't know if I'll be able to finish the whole thing in one go. I've ne- I have not started yeah, it. A- no, you'll look- Billions is very uh very digestible. It's only I think it's only thirty six episodes. Nice. Yeah, I could not recommend that more. But uh Yeah. So hats off the succession. Should definitely show this summer, I gotta say. All right. I think that's Basically, all we got. Any uh, any parting shots? Um, not really. I'm looking forward to uh, football season finally coming back. How much have you been just loving like everything LeBron and the Lakers lately? Oh, it's it's it still hasn't even sunk in, man. Just to see him like. In a Lakers jersey, just practicing in the summer, like practicing, sending Instagrams about the young guys, like how good, how how people are going to be surprised, how good they are. Ah, oh, man, I'm just super excited it's, it's for basketball season. Else. I can't, I can't remember the last time I was, I was this excited for a season to start. Oh yeah, it's gonna be so fun. This is definitely my- one of the best sporting times of the calendar. I gotta say. Football, we're nearing football. EPL's kicking off. Baseball's about to get good. Well, the playoffs will be here before we know it. This is, oh, I'd, yeah. say, I, I'd say, maybe after uh, my favorite month of the sporting calendar is always uh, is that stretch of like March Madness and like NBA playoffs. Yeah. That kind of like March turning to April. But this is a close second is baseball playoffs and NFL slash cultural ball slash EPL kicking off. Yeah. So we're, we're in for a good fall. Agreed. All right. All right. We'll, we'll, uh, Thanks to our, uh, yeah, give us some feedback. How you like the uh, mono e mono? 
uh, format. Man, weave. We might we might uh, employ this in the future with various uh, members of the four sheets. Um, various combinations. But we should Hopefully. be back next week with a full squad. And Try to get a little more consistency back in the mix. We've uh, been throwing out Monday episodes, different combinations, but we are look to get back on that, uh, that four guys at four time zones coming to you live at Sunday night. Not live, but in podcast form on Sunday night. <laughs> All right. Four sheets live. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, everyone. Enjoy your week. Thank you.